When the Minutemen mustered on Lexington Green, do you think they paused for a moment to check to see if they had a permit to carry their firearms outside their homes? Heck no! A God-given right should never be subject to licensing or permitting from a government. Fortunately, this past term of the Supreme Court saw a step in the right direction in ensuring the right to possess a firearm and defend yourself outside the home. The case was New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. The 6-3 ruling written by Justice Clarence Thomas is significant. The court made clear that the Second Amendment's guarantee of the right to keep and bear arms protects a broad right to carry a handgun outside the home for self-defense. Going forward, Thomas explained, courts should uphold gun restrictions only if there is a tradition of such a regulation in U.S. history. The court rejected a two-part test that many lower courts have used to review challenges to gun control measures. That test looked first at whether a restriction regulates conduct protected by the original scope of the Second Amendment, and then, if so, whether the restriction is fine-tuned to advance a significant public interest. Instead, Thomas wrote, the Second Amendment's plain text covers an individual's conduct, The government has the burden to show that the regulation is consistent with the historical understanding of the Second Amendment. Thomas found that the challenger's desire to carry a handgun in public for self-defense fell squarely within the conduct protected by the Second Amendment. The amendment's text does not distinguish between gun rights in the home and gun rights in public places, Thomas observed. Indeed, he suggested the Second Amendment's reference to the right to bear arms most naturally refers to the right to carry a gun outside the home. After reviewing nearly seven centuries worth of historical sources, beginning in the 1200s and going through the early 1900s, Justice Thomas concluded that although U.S. history has at times placed some well-defined restrictions on the right to carry firearms in public, there was no tradition of a broad prohibition on the carrying of commonly used guns in public for self-defense. And with rare exceptions, Thomas added, there was no historical requirement that law-abiding citizens show the kind of special need for self-defense required by New York law to carry a gun in public. Indeed, Thomas concluded there is no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise only after demonstrating to government officers some special need. Thomas rebuffed New York's effort to justify its proper cause requirement as an effort to regulate guns in sensitive places, specifically crowded urban areas like Manhattan, where people are likely to gather. Thomas agreed that, as a historical matter, there have been uh, long in place laws restricting guns in places like courthouses and polling places. Moreover, he continued, restrictions that apply to the modern versions of sensitive places may also potentially pass constitutional matter. Although Thomas left open exactly what might qualify as a sensitive place, he made clear that an entire urban area doesn't meet that definition. The state's argument would, in effect, exempt cities from the Second Amendment and would eviscerate the general right to publicly carry arms for self-defense, Thomas concluded. By way of a concurring opinion, the court suggested that this is not an unlimited right. 
Citing Justice Scalia in the 2008 Second Amendment case, District of Columbia versus Heller, Justice Kavanaugh argued that the Second Amendment allows a variety of gun regulations. Nothing in our opinion, he quotes from Justice Scalia, should be taken to cast doubt on longstanding prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons and the mentally ill or laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools or government buildings or laws imposing conditions and qualifications on the commercial sale of arms. Now, Justice Stephen Breyer dissented in an opinion joined by Justices Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan. The liberal wing of the court argued that the majority acted without considering the state's compelling interest in preventing gun violence and protecting the safety of its citizens and without considering the potential deadly consequences of its decision. Justice Alito criticized the dissent and wrote that their arguments were nonsensical and misplaced. He said, their rationale decides nothing about who may lawfully possess a firearm or the requirements that must be met to buy a gun, nor does it decide anything about the kind of weapons that people may possess. More broadly, Alito pushed back against the contention by uh, Breyer and New York that the ubiquity of guns in our country's high level of gun violence provides reasons for sustaining the New York law. In Alito's view, people want the right to carry a gun precisely because of those conditions. And today, no less than in 1791, Alito concluded, the Second Amendment guarantees their right to do so.